Welcome to the Shop Small Society podcast. My name is Erica Bevel. I'm a product-based business educator, boutique owner, and online retail queen with a passion for helping small businesses make more money doing what they love. I started my first business at 18 in my mom's basement and left corporate at the age of 23 with a mission to make a positive impact on this world through empowering women just like you. I'm so thrilled you found this podcast and I'm so thankful you're here. Now let's do this thing. What's up? Welcome back to the Shop Small Society podcast. Today we are talking about my predictions for 2022 on social media. Now, just keep in mind, these are my predictions based on what I have seen that has been working, what I've seen that has not been working anymore, that has worked in the past. Keep in mind that social media is always, always, always evolving. And that's why we have to stay on top of what is working, what is not working. Because let's be honest, things that I have taught about social media in the past, some of those things are no longer relevant because of the way social media has evolved and because of the way people buy, consumers buy, their habits have evolved as well. I want you to also keep in mind that something that works for one business is not always going to work for another business. So whenever you see somebody doing a certain thing in their business, or if you're hearing me talk about these things right now, keep in mind that it's going to work different for everybody, okay? So first of all, I'm going to share what is no longer working. So these things have worked in the past, but in my opinion, they're no longer working for social media. So first thing is engagement posts. And I'm talking about those engagement posts where you post a graphic and you expect your customers, followers, whoever, to comment. And for example, this could be my favorite Starbucks drink is blank. That's the graphic. And then the followers, they're supposed to comment what their favorite Starbucks drink is. Another example of an engagement post Like this could be, what is your elf name? And then they go on the graphic and they figure out their elf name based on whatever it is in the graphic. And then they're supposed to comment below with their elf name. Things like that. Things that are purposely and only posted just to get engagement from your followers. And the reason why I think this is no longer working on social media is because It has been overdone and people know why you're doing it. People understand that businesses have to keep their engagement up and rely on people commenting on their posts in order for their posts to show up for their audience more, in order for their posts to do well with the algorithm and show up more often on people's news feeds. So people understand that. Consumers understand that now. They understand the reasoning behind engagement-driven posts. So therefore, they're not commenting as much on these engagement-driven posts. They're completely ignoring them. They're scrolling past them because it's old news. So that is something that I've seen that is no longer working. Now, like I said in the beginning, every business is different. This might be working so well for you, but from what I have seen and what I have experienced, engagement-driven posts like these are no longer working. 
And I'm going to give you an example of something that is engagement driven as far as a post, but isn't necessarily an engagement bait post like that. So because businesses, again, do rely on engagement on social media, the key is good old fashioned connection with your audience, building relationships with your audience through your posts. And this looks like getting more personal in your posts, um, asking them questions that you actually care about. So I don't really think that business owners want to actually know their audience's elf names or they might want to know their Starbucks drink, their favorite Starbucks drink. I don't know. But asking questions that you're genuinely curious about, like, for example, if I'm remodeling my house and I need help, I need opinions on what color to paint my table that I'm refurbishing. I would ask that in my Facebook group. I would ask that on my stories because I'm really curious. I'm not very good at decorating personally. So those are things that I like to ask. Another thing that I would share in my group or on a story with a poll is a photo of me in two different sweaters, for example, and it's the same sweater style, but they're different colors. And I'm asking, are you team pink or team mint as far as the sweater color? And they can either vote on my story or if I'm posting it on a page or a group, they can comment below with team mint or team pink. So the key with this is it's more personal. It's less baity. You're actually asking questions that you really want to know their opinion on versus versus putting something out there asking them to comment below with their elf name. Another thing that I think is no longer working as well as it used to is picture perfect photos or just perfect videos. Anything that seems perfect, right? The idea of perfect is no longer working on social media as well as it used to because people want to relate to you more, they want to feel connected to you, and if there are all of these picture-perfect photos or videos or whatever it is, they can't relate as much because, let's be honest, nobody's perfect in reality, right? So what I see working instead of this is more casual posts. They can still have a filter. They can still be edited a little bit, but make sure that your audience can still feel connected to you through the photo, through the video, because that's the goal, right? We want to build relationships with our audience and with our customers. We don't want to seem so far out of reach. And even with your Instagram grid, right? So you go to someone's profile page, maybe you're looking at your own profile page on Instagram, and it used to be the key was for everything to correlate, all the colors need to be matching, and everything flows together, everything has to have the same filter, all of that stuff. I honestly do not think that is as relevant today. I think that people care more about the type of content you're putting out versus how your whole grid looks on Instagram. 
I'm not going to people's pages and saying, wow, they have a great grid. I'm going to follow them. I follow them for the content that they post, right? So think about that. I know that the grid, how your grid looks used to be a big thing. Everyone wanted to have like a picture perfect grid, but I don't see that mattering as much as it used to. And I've really seen this on big accounts, people with huge, huge followings. They no longer care about the what the grid looks like. They care more about the content. And yes, they might still have like their colors that go with their branding, but the actual grid itself doesn't matter. Another thing that I don't think is working as well as it used to is photos that, you know, you've taken it from one of your wholesalers and you're using those types of photos to market your products. This is something that I try to stay away from as much as possible because people want to see real life photos of your products and what they're actually going to look like whenever they get them in. And yes, while vendor photos might show that product perfectly, it doesn't really flow with your brand. It's not on you if you're wearing, if you sell clothes, um, it's not being used by you. It's not being used by a person that they know. So I feel like customers don't trust the product as much whenever it's being shown to them with a vendor photo or your wholesaler's photo. And I've seen this work for some people and I've seen this not work for a lot of people. It depends on your business. Again, it really does depend on your business. But personally for me, I can sell so much more things, so many more of an item or a certain style if I show it on me or if I show it on one of my employees, if I show myself using it, if I make a video of myself using it, whatever it is, if it's on somebody they know, somebody they trust, somebody they, if it's clothing, they know your size, they're more likely to buy it versus me posting a picture of a model that they do not know and they're really not sure about it. So taking your own photos, using your own photos and intertwining your own branding within your product photos is going to help customers trust you more and help them to be able to trust that the purchase they're making is a good decision. So let's move on to more of what I see working very, very well in 2022 on social media. First of all is more personal branding. Now there was a study done and what they found was that Americans are willing to spend more on products and services from individuals with established personal brands. So like I've been saying all this time, I feel like it's just really coming out now, but like I've been saying all this time is connection, relationship building, showing who you are as a person, showing the CEO, the the person behind the business, the person, and if you're a small business like me, you're still packing the packages. You are still the model. Um, You might be the face of your business. That's great. People want to see that. So personal branding, just being more casual and personal on your posts and sharing a little bit about your life, sharing, you know, what's going on. For me, it's been sharing my house renovations or sharing about my wedding or my pregnancy. And it's always posts like that that are more personal that always get more interaction from my 
customers, from the people in my group, from the people watching my stories. I always get more interaction on those personal posts. So again, it's all about connection. It's all about relationship building and just building a personal brand, letting people know who you are as a person, being real, raw, authentic. So think about this. Say you follow a car salesman on TikTok or Instagram and they are posting every day or maybe multiple times a week and you really get to know them through their social media. You feel like you actually know them because you watch their stories or you might watch their TikTok videos. You would rather buy a car through that person than some random person that you have no idea who they are and you know you just show up and you've never met the person. You have no connection with this other person. So you would probably rather buy a car from the person that you've been watching on social media and you kind of know about their life. (laughs) Even though you really don't know them, know them as a person, you'd rather buy with the person that you know, like, and trust because of their personal brand that they've built on social media. Another prediction I have is kind of obvious, but video content, video content, Video content is going to continue to outperform regular posts. So what does that mean? We need to be making more video content. So whether it's TikTok, Reels, live videos, posting on your stories, and taking those that video content and repurposing it onto other platforms. So, so smart. And I've shared this a little bit before, but on TikTok, what I do is I make the TikTok, I screen record the TikTok, to where it doesn't show any of the TikTok logo or anything like that. That way I can repost it into different places because I'm not spending all this time making a TikTok to just post it on TikTok. I'm posting it on Reels. I'm posting it on Stories. I'm posting it on my Facebook group. And keep in mind that the videos that are going to do best are going to be more of the short form videos because we as humans have very short attention spans and... We don't necessarily have time to watch a 10 minute video. So what I have seen that works best is videos that are under one minute. And I know that seems hard, but you can totally do it. And if it's even shorter, it's even better, especially if you're catching their attention in the video. Another prediction I have is more people are going to be moving into text and email marketing platforms and mobile apps. And we've seen this last year, multiple times last year, when social media just decided to crash. And so many people were freaking out because they no longer had access to their Facebook or Instagram. Because of that, so many people realized, wow, I cannot just rely on social media to run my business. I have to seek out other avenues and grow other avenues in order to market my business because, you know, Facebook or Instagram or even TikTok Whatever platform it is, it could go down in a second. You can lose your social media accounts overnight. And I've seen this happen to huge, huge accounts. Maybe they've gotten hacked. Maybe just the, the platform's down. Maybe their their whole social media account got deleted somehow. I don't know. I've seen it happen. And obviously, it really, really sucks. But we can't just rely on those social media platforms. We have to think about building our text and email marketing lists. And if you're up for it, get a mobile app. It is so, so amazing. I have been using, I think, yeah, last year we got our mobile app and it has been a game changer. The day that 
Facebook went down, I was able to launch new products still to my customers through my text list and my mobile app. In the mobile app, it just sends a push notification right to their phone. So they're not going to miss the notification like whenever you post on Facebook and only a quarter of your followers actually see the posts. So I definitely think a lot of people's eyes were opened last year whenever they seen, wow, I cannot rely just on social media. I have to seek out other avenues and make sure I don't have all my eggs in one basket. So if you have not done these things yet, I highly, highly recommend doing them. We actually have some trainings on text and email marketing in the Shop Small Academy. So make sure you check those out. Another prediction I have is featuring reviews is going to be huge. So featuring your customers' reviews or testimonials is going to be huge. So taking your customers' reviews and making them into a graphic or even screenshotting their review and posting it on your social media. Now, from that study I was talking about earlier, 62% of Americans say that testimonials is the most important factor when deciding who to purchase from. So if they're a brand new customer and they see testimonials by real people, they're more likely to trust that their purchase is going to be a good one. They're, they're trusting that they're actually going to get their product and that it's going to be a good quality product. So to wrap it up, for 2022, what I think is no longer working is baity engagement-driven posts, picture-perfect content, and then the use of vendor photos. What I do see working and what I have seen that has been working is building your personal brand, um, building a connection with your audience, building those relationships, making your posts more casual, more relatable, less filtered content, and more real content. You're also going to do really well if you are focusing on video content, whether that's entertainment-driven, educational, video, video, video is going to be huge. It has been huge and it will continue to be huge in 2022. Another thing is, again, text and email marketing, mobile apps, and then there's going to be a huge importance in sharing reviews and testimonials with your followers. That's all I have for today. If you found this valuable, be sure to share this podcast episode with a friend, share it on your Instagram story so somebody else can see it and hopefully they can get some value out of it as well. And if you haven't yet left a review on the podcast, be sure you do that. I love to see your reviews and I love to post them up on my Instagram stories as well. So make sure you put your Instagram username in the review. That way I can do that. But that is all for today. I will talk to you in the next episode.